Welcome to the I Hear Design podcast. My name is Adrienne Thompson, Associate Editor for Interiors and Sources, and today's episode is in partnership with the Sky Factory. So the Sky Factory is a company in Fairfield, Iowa, and they create virtual skylights and windows. And with me today to share more about them is John Woodward, who is the Business Development Director, along with David Navaretti, Director of Research Initiatives and Content Development. John and David, thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to have you here with us in Cedar Rapids. It's nice to see you in person. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. Absolutely. So to get us started for today's conversation, let's just kind of start off by first explaining what all it is that Sky Factory does. What are you guys creating in your manufacturing facility? Well, our mission really is um, to enrich and sustain life, which sounds like a very general mission statement, but uh, we were founded by an artist, a visual artist, Bill Witherspoon, and he's had over 40 years of experience um, painting the sky and doing all sorts of an environmental uh, art. He's been interested over these many years in how certain visual uh, elements affect the environment. And over time, that led to his interest in digital photography. You know, we're talking about the early 2000s here. And he began to learn about it, how in healthcare design, they use nature images to basically change how people feel in enclosed interiors. But he was interested in doing a little bit more of a in-depth um, analysis, I would say, about how you could improve that. So he began to really research what uh, we call uh, optical illusions or multi-sensory illusions. Uh, basically, how you can use imagery in interiors, not so much to basically decorate or to remind someone of where they'd rather be, but how you could actually alter their sense of their body being in close proximity to the exterior. And in order to do that, you need to learn a little bit more about how our habits of perception work. And that's really the, the work of Sky Factory. That's how he began the company. Uh, he started really just very intuitively, you know, like a lot of artists do. And over the years, that began to create, um, you know, he began to hear the feedback from patients, from staff, getting testimonials, kind of getting a little more confidence in terms of where his intuition was leading. And eventually that led to trying to get that uh, documented through research. So that's really what we do is just creating therapeutic environments for people. So we're trying to trigger relaxation, not really say, I want to be outside, but I'm comfortable inside. Correct. By looking at these products. Right, yeah. Over time, there's been a really interesting, um, a lot of research in terms of how we assimilate or almost you can use the word metabolize environments. And it turns out that in many instances, we kind of think abstractly of the way they're designed, but the body really absorbs them in a precognitive way. That means that the moment you walk into a room, you've already kind of made up an idea or almost a, an emotional impression that actually triggers through chemical and neural responses about how long you want to be in that space. And as you know, in, in healthcare and now more in corporate spaces, mm -hmm. how long a person wants to be in that space really affects their productivity mm -hmm. and their wellness. So it's a very interesting um, line of research. Absolutely. And to kind of dovetail up a little bit, if you think about the way that we interact with nature and then we also interact with the spaces that we work in now, if you're just walking into a space, there's about 3 billion firings in the brain per second. And 2 billion of those firings actually have to do with your eyesight and your cognitive perception. And you're actually engaging with three different elements. It's light, it's space, and then those lead into the creation of our memories. 
and our experiences with space, to David's point, they can almost form a spatial map. So it's kind of like if we lose our keys, which I do all the time, um, you'll first thing you have to do is you'll what? You'll retrace your steps and you'll go back through and you're seeing in your mind's eye and how our products are, are working and the, and the research behind that is it's really creating the value of open space. And there's science that's proven, I'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit about how the value of open space or as you were mentioning, a perceived open space really has quite the effect on the human body, on the human mind and brain and so mm-hmm. on. So let's talk about some of your specific products. I know, you know, mm-hmm. they're all really research oriented. Let's like such as your luminous and infinity sky ski- Oh my goodness. Sky ceiling. <laughs> it's a mouthful. So just kind of explain to our listeners, um, the science behind these and how it affects the interiors and what kind of commercial environments you're seeing these installed in. Sure. If you see both commercial and healthcare, so we would tell everyone right up front, we're excited about some of the new chapters and avenues that we're going to be getting into in commercial spaces too as well. Um, I would say our bread and butter is healthcare. We would, we would make no, Makes no sense. about that. It, it really does. So if you were to take, for example, an MRI suite, nobody, Adrian wakes up and says, Hey, I'm feeling amazing. And so I'm going to, you know, get an MRI today. Usually they'll go into these spaces and they're small, um, they're dark. There's no windows. There's not. There's no exposure to the outside world. Mm-hmm. And if you couple that with probably the high amount of stress, I know that if I'm going in for MRI, which I have a couple of times, I'm always thinking the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the possible? My leg's broken. This is going to be a. You don't a really have a positive thought process going no, on. No, you really don't. And if you're claustrophobic in any way at all, um, you walk into these spaces. It just helps really magnify that even more. The machinery itself becomes loud. And so the science even does to say just behind one of our sky ceilings, if we can reduce someone's stress and their anxiety, we can lower their blood pressure, if we can get them to more relaxed state by actually triggering in their memories when they look up towards the ceiling or have that, you know, that impact of that perceived open space to a time that maybe, you know, if you, no matter where you grew up, you've always had some type of association to the sky mm-hmm. or to some large mm-hmm. amounts of open space. It really taps into that same thing that, that when we go on vacation somewhere, we usually don't go somewhere. If we're going for a, an extended vacation for a week or two, we're generally not going to a, a superly, uh, super congested area. Super, that's not even a word. I can't even <laughs> talk today. But a super congested area. And no, we're going to a beach, we're going to the mountains, we're going somewhere to somewhere where we enjoy the view. Yes, yeah. where there's a lot of openness and exposure and space to be in. And so if we can have that same type of effect on the physiological process of somebody's makeup while they're in that space, it can do nothing but help them. I imagine it works well in dental offices where you're always looking up and mm-hmm. that might be a good spot where you might want to install one of these. Yeah, there's a, we make a distinction between what we call the captive observer, like in dental and in many therapeutic and diagnostic environments, and the casual observer. Mm-hmm. For the casual observer, it's just a point of reference that you don't even actually focus what's called your frontal vision. You use your peripheral vision, which with the calibration of the light, you can pretty much tell what kind of light that is. And if you can get very close to the daylight quality light, then it triggers that sensation that even though, you know, that kind of light in that context in an image-based virtual skylight is not real, to your body does feel like proximity to the exterior. Mm -hmm. Uh, For captive observers, it's uh, it's a bigger deal because you are in a confined space. Usually you're doing something that you are not wanting to do, like going to the dentist or (laughs) doing an MRI or a CT or whatever it is, or doing dialysis. So in that sense, your, your sense of time actually speeds up. There's some studies in environmental 
a psychology that actually say um, that we use space as a trigger for time. So your assessment of time. So you're in an isolated space, your sense of time speeds up and you have no sensory input or intake. And our brain really is designed for that. I mean, I have to compliment you guys for your wonderful conference room here for your listeners can uh, see we actually have a view to the outside and there's trees and that makes it a very settled environment here right. rather than usually conference rooms. The traditional design is completely enclosed and people can only keep attention or stay focused for a certain amount of time because there's just not enough stimuli. So in that sense, going back to our products, they're just designed, like John mentioned, is to really lower mental agitation but at the same time provide a type of, a, a type of sensory stimulation that we're very accustomed to. Mm -hmm. The quality of the light, the elements of a portal to an exterior that actually soothes our sense of like, I'm not isolated, I'm not trapped, I'm right here. Uh, even though it might not be real to your body, it, reels, uh, it reads as real because we put enough cues in there mm -hmm. to remind you. And that goes back to John's point also about memory. Memory plays an incredible role in how we actually feel in an environment. And because the sky is our most universal experience of nature, it triggers a very powerful therapeutic response. So we just kind of leverage that in our products. Yeah. And how have you guys modified your products over the years to kind of incorporate some of this research? I mean, can you change the lighting on mm -hmm. one of your sky ceilings, you know, from different times because you know the light changes throughout the day so right. can you make those modifications can you change different backgrounds let's say someone wants a specific tree to look at or specific cloud pattern and things like that yes absolutely so you're able to do that through there's two different ways one with our static images it's a little bit more of a challenge because you put that image in and you can actually change the color temperature by it's dimmable. We're actually also working on a project right now. It's called our Iris Project mm -hmm. to where it will measure the latitude and longitude of your position uh, here in the world. And then depending on the time of day that's relevant to where you are, the color temperature of the lighting will change to reflect whether it be morning, afternoon, evening time, or even nighttime where it will go all the way down. And so there's different things like that that we are working on. And that's from the still image side from the cinematography side, which will both have what we call our Escape product or our EC, which is our Luminous Virtual Aquariums. Um, so there's a couple of ways you can do that. And I love choose those. Oh, those, are, those. They're fun. Are <laughs> well, and to your point on that, it's they are, those are, are, are very interesting because if you think about the the topics that we are never supposed to discuss at work, right? Anything politics, money, religion, things of those natures. When, when I travel, I know a day when we travel, I'm sure, Adrian, when you travel as well, when you're in an airport, and there's TVs everywhere. What is generally on those TVs? Those topics. The news, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and no matter what your your thought process, your belief system, your viewpoint, there's always going to be a lot of things out there that are that are being talked about. And sometimes in a, in a very explosive way. And so that can do nothing but continue to just incite people even more. So if you replace something like that, let's say in a waiting room or a lobby mm -hmm. or a just a gathering space uh, for people in general, and you have something that taps into the the circadian rhythm of the human body into that and how we re how we would relate to the you know hieroclitan movement of say fish in the sea for example that is something that is undeniably effective in those environments and so relaxing and soothing um, and just helpful to the human mind so those are other areas that we can do and those if people want to change if they want to have specific scenes to your question about a certain tree um, if we don't have that in our portfolio which we have hundreds upon hundreds of images, whether it be just of the sky or a lot of people, let's say they like cherry blossoms. And so those are very, very beautiful for them. But if mm -hmm. they want something custom done, that is something that we have the capability to do as we do all of our cinematography and our photography. 
great. And I just wanted to add one more point about that. Um, the interesting thing also about working with, with Bill as an artist is that you learn a lot about things that you thought were already done. You say, we got this product, it's completed. He just keeps tinkering with it and wants to develop something else. And, and that's something that I've learned that artists are kind of like a little bit like scientists. Mm -hmm. They're always tweaking and they always want to see the, what happens if you did this. So in terms of our products, there's a continuous process of R&D, really. Uh, and Bill has really um, asked us or he's really uh, mentored us in terms of also studying our ingrained habits of perception, which is something that actually magicians study a lot, and that's how they perform their magic. They actually know how your sensory and motor response will be to a given stimulus. And they always know, because these are in basically are responses that are involuntary. Mm -hmm. So when they divert your attention, when they give you a stimuli and you have to choose between what you see or what you feel, for example, or what you hear, they know where that gap is. So actually that is very useful because over the many centuries, particularly in Western architecture and art, uh, illusions are, are, are a sub-segment of art that's been used for you know, metaphysical, for religious, for cultural and artistic purposes, but they haven't really been used in contemporary design or architecture to the full extent of their potential to alter how people could uh, feel differently if you knew where these gaps in perception are. So with working with Bill, you know, for example, right now we have a new product called Aperture. We did something that we hadn't done before, which was remove the, in what we call the open sky composition tile away from the frame, which actually creates a very interesting uh, uncertainty in your eye, in your brain, because it's trying to ascertain, you know, it's used to seeing that thing right next against the frame and mm -hmm. that creates a certain kind of effect. But when you remove it and you create a gap there, because of the light quality of that blue tile, it becomes something that you cannot quite precisely tell where it is, and it creates, it actually enhances the illusion of depth. And these are things, like I say, Bill's always throwing curve to the engineering team, you know, how can we do something else? And it's always about that, how can we enhance this illusion of openness or perceived open space, because it just creates such a powerful feeling for the physiology. That's why people gravitate to the outside, or that's why you feel relief when you leave a building at the end of the day, because yeah. it's just space is part of what makes us feel completely at ease. And Aperture sounds like an example of one of those experiments. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. And we'll continue to interview people. So for instance, I was talking with uh, Cameron Stanek, who is an interior designer for Newman Munson Architects mm -hmm. in the Iowa City area, and I was asking her uh, just some different questions and we do this with a lot of designers around the country and we get their input on spaces and environments and trends and one of the things she was saying was how important it is to be able to design a space that the design of the architecture itself and the spatial layout is important for both um, the person who's going to be let's say maybe working in the space and their clients as well mm -hmm. which can sometimes be tricky and she cited let's think about a law firm you want to have it you know, from the, from the lawyer's perspective, you need a lot of private spaces because you're dealing with highly sensitive information. But at the same time, you don't want it to come across as too harsh or too cold or too sectioned because you have people coming in who are dealing with legal and very sensitive matters as well and they're stressed out. And so they want to feel comfortable. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so with solutions like ours and with the science that we, we bring into it, it really makes it uh, easy because something like our solution would be beneficial to both parties that would be involved in a, in a design like that. So. 
Yeah, and I think um, Sky Factory really just ties in with a lot of the trends we've been seeing in commercial design, which is, of course, health and wellness, and just a lot of human-centric design. So looking ahead, I know we have Design Connections 2.0 coming up. You guys will be joining us there. We can't wait. What are you guys kind of looking forward to or excited about when, mm-hmm. I guess, here, coming up, Palm Springs, California, here in just a couple of weeks. It's going to be here before we know it. So. I can't necessarily speak as much for David. I know and he'll, he'll take after me. But um, I, I'm very, very excited to get the feedback from not only the designers from the healthcare side, but also the commercial space. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, yes, we love to have exposure, but more, even more so than that, we want to hear uh, from everyone who's there in attendance how we can improve, how we can get better. If they're not familiar with us, to share with them, yes, some of the things and the processes that we do but to really gather information more than even just sharing information so that we can continue to get better um, and to be on point and designing solutions that are going to be relevant uh, not only right now, but also for years to come. Mm-hmm. And that feedback will be helpful too because I think a lot of different sectors, you know, healthcare, office, hospitality, we're seeing lots of different mm-hmm. crossovers. Um, we have terms like mm-hmm. resumercial and things like that. So having people, and they're all going to be fresh attendees, never been to um, one of these events before, but it'll be nice to have feedback feedback from all those different audiences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's uh, to echo John's point. We really also want to hear what their challenges are. Uh, and just like you said, Adrian, uh, you know, design and architecture is really a multidisciplinary uh, profession. You constantly have to know what's happening, how is the different field influencing what I do. And the last, the, the most recent reveal really for a lot of architects and designers is how the biological sciences have now actually contributed or continue to present new challenges in terms of how we design spaces. And traditionally, designers or architects are not, you know, well-versed in biology or research or neuroscience or cognitive, you know, design. So they're um, having exposure to these ideas actually helps them to present new designs to their clients. Uh, For example, we've recently been invited by Array Architects to participate in their Wellness Week. They do this annual event. It's more of an internal event, but they liked our our course uh, so much, our second educational course, Mm -hmm. that they say, hey, we would love for you to come. And kind of that week, we kind of hook up our six offices around the States. And and it's not a formal presentation. It's going to be a dialogue. It's going to be something about, okay, how do you as professionals in healthcare design, in your own personal lives, what does wellness mean? And how does interactive technology, digital mm-hmm. technology, impact your own life? Do you feel more pressure? Mm-hmm. Does that take away from your, you know, how much you can contribute in terms of your productivity or how you spend time with your family? These are very real questions that we all face in our professions because we notice that pressure from social media, from having to use these tools both professionally and personally. So it's nice to have a, a real genuine conversation about that. And uh, we look forward to that uh, in October as well. So hopefully Design Connections will also give us those type of spaces. Absolutely. And hopefully we can have those kinds of conversations too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, John and David, thank you so much. It was great to talk with you guys in person. And for all of our listeners who want to learn more, you can, of course, go to skyfactory.com and catch Sky Factory at Design Connections. coming up here October 8th through 9th. Thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you for another episode of I Hear Design.